Ridiculous. Welcome to Ridiculous, an extensive look into the world of Harry Potter. I'm Samantha. And I'm Robin, and we're digging deeper into a world we love to learn more about the wizarding world. Today we are talking about the two best marauders, in my opinion, Remus and Sirius. And if you care to know, Remus is the number one marauder as the fact that I have seven pages of information on Mr. Lupin. Robin. You have yeah, but you have seven double space pages. That's true. So to give them all the information, you can't make it sound like it's like, you know, like when they're like looking at Sirius and or uh, uh, Snape and how he's writing, and it was like, yeah, like single yeah. space, real tiny, and there was like four hundred length, you know, well, let parchment. Me, let's just out of curiosity, let me just single space it and see what it does, and see how many pages I get. I'll probably get at least four. Okay. Okay, so we're going to um, change, um, today's part one, Remus and Sirius. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to go, I, I don't have, I probably could have come up with as much as you did. I just was given a, a background on Sirius. I, I went girl, you got to. poop crazy. Yeah. So um, I'm going to do uh, Sirius. So um, Sirius Black. And I looked, I looked for a middle name because his brother has a middle name, and I couldn't find anyone. And then on Fanon, gives his middle name as Orion, considering that both of his, him and his brother were named after um, constellations. But it's not the in, whole family was right. Bellatrix. Correct. Yeah. But um, in the books, or anywhere on Pottermore, or the Wizarding World, whatever you want to call it. And even on um, the lexicon and the wiki, the wiki um, he doesn't have a middle name. So this is the only place that I could find it, which was this website, um, Fanon. Um, his birth, uh, birth date is November 3rd, 1959. His death date is June 20th, 1996. And he was killed by his cousin, Bellatrix Lestrange. Um, his other names are Padfoot and Snuffles. And you know, I find that funny. Where did you come up with Snuffles? You know, that's what he has the kids calling. So why do you know? Because I didn't, I didn't find that anywhere other than that was just his name. Two things. I believe that is what James called him uh, as a joke. Second, every time he says Snuffles, I'm like, oh, Snuffleupagus. <laughs> My Sesame Street had canon. Sirius Black is also Snuffleupagus. I like that. I like it. Um, (laughs) Now now all I'm going to see is that big brown head with that long trunk that that swings back and forth as he walks. That's all I'm going to see from now on when I think of Sirius. And if you do not know what we're talking about, you've got to go find Sesame Street. If you don't know what Sesame Street is, what was your childhood? Big Bird's imaginary friend, Snuffle Up. I love Snuffy. Oh my God, my cheeks hurt. This makes me laugh so much. I'm sorry. Oh God, that was fun. Um, He was sorted into Gryffindor. Gryffindor? I don't know what my problem is with saying that name. It's hard. I can't type it. I type it Gryffindor. I, you know what? My, my, uh, uh, autocorrect fixes it. Every time I type it, it fixes it. Fixes, it. Yeah, mine does too. Yep. Um, and he, and by doing that, he rejected his family's belief of pure blood notions. He becomes friends with James Potter, Remus Lupin, and Peter Pettigrew while at Hogwarts. Um, he bullied Snape and almost got him killed. So... Relating back to the last episode. He is not Snuffleupagus when he does that. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. He is an animagus, right? Yeah. Animagus. Yeah. Um, He he learned how to do that in his fifth year and became a black dog. So those those of you that don't know, my dog, Dobby Sirius, is named after Sirius Black. And I will... It's so frustrating because I will have people say, oh, I like your dog's name. And they will call him Dobby Cyrus. And I will go... What is wrong with you? What? His name is Dobby Sirius. Mm-mm. 
and I'll have to, and they'll look at me like I'm insane. I'm like, you know, like Sirius, the radio station. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that's not it. It's Sirius Black people. And then I have to explain, Dobby was the elf that Harry freed, and Sirius was his godfather that turned into a dog. Get it? Can, and they go, oh yeah, now I get it. I wonder what would happen if you said, you know, Sirius, like the constellation. I wonder what would happen if people would understand that. Or if it would be a mark know. of our poor education system that we don't know what serious situation is. Yeah, I'm curious to know. This this Robin, your that. your mission this week is to tell people your dog is named after Sirius the Constellation. Yeah. yeah. The problem is every time the vet calls me mm-hmm. and I there's like three or four different receptionists every single time. Something they'll different. say Doby Cyrus. I'm like, his name is Dobby Sirius. <laughs> oh, we're sorry. And then they'll call me again. They'll say Doby Cyrus is it time for the show. No. So, speaking of vets, um, my grandma got a, um, a postcard from my vet up in Indiana. Yeah. Um, no, I do not drive my dog 10 hours to go to the vet. Not that crazy. Oh, it's time for her shots or her yeah. yearly thing? So, yeah. anyways, um, it says, uh, it's time for Sylvie, and it was spelt with a E, like S-Y, or S-I-L-V-E, when her name is S-Y-L-V-I. A, Sylvia. So Sylvie and Tank's shots. And I was like, Who's Tank? Who's Tank? Yeah, who's Tank? I'm like, I, I could come up with better do- dog names than Tank. That's weird. Sometimes they don't, well, whatever. They're crazy people. Oh, Lord. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So he <laughs> explored more of Hogwarts than any other student, except his friends, of course, because they all explored it all together. Mm-hmm. And that, in turn, um, um, allowed them to write the Marauder's Map the last two years at Hogwarts. He graduated and joined the Order of the Phoenix. And once the news of the prophecy came to light and James and Lily went into hiding, he decided to keep them safe. He decided keeping them safe was top priority and talked them into using Peter as the secret keeper because he he distrusted trusted Mooney thinking that he was the spy. Yeah. Fools. <clears throat> and and you know what? I wonder I wonder what the story is behind that that he distrusted him. Why did he distrust Remus? Um He's a werewolf. Yeah, but it, I know that, but he spent seven years with him as a werewolf. So why once they graduated all of a sudden, oh he's a werewolf, I can't trust him. That doesn't make any sense. Something must have happened I'll, in that I, time. I do somewhat get into that. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. He was framed by Peter for the murders of James and Lily and 12 muggles. He spent 12 years in Azkaban for the crimes he did not commit. He escaped and proved his innocence to Harry, Remus, and Dumbledore. I uh, spent 12... I did my waiting! 12, 12 years, years of it! In Azkaban! That's all right. right. I'm sorry. Guys, I got a little crazy today. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man. They, got, they found the perfect person to play him. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, yes. I love him. Gary Oldman? Well, he's my old man crush. Well, I have like 50 old man crushes, but he's one of my you old talk man about crushes. Dracula? <sighs> when he plays Dracula? Oh, I've never seen it. Girl. <laughs> oh, you've got to. <laughs> you need to hide now. I mean, like... <laughs> you know, uh, why not a writer? Uh, I don't like her. She does okay. Um, uh, what's his name? The surfer dude, what's his name? Bill and Ted, excellent adventure. Who's him? Cheech and Chong? No. <laughs> I don't know. No. Oh my god, I'm sure Bill there are people either. like screaming his name right now, like Robin, what is your problem? I have no idea. I can't I can't help you. I, I can't I can't I can see his face and I can't forget so much English? Yeah, exactly. Maybe? Um Hold on, I'll tell a... you who it is. Hold on, give me just a moment. I'll hold please. <laughs> I live in a movie hole, so I can't. I can barely tell you anything. Where's my cast at, Keanu Reeves? Oh, Keanu, Keanu Reeves does okay, but you, you know what? You, you cannot do. Uh, it cannot do a British accent. Stop. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. But if you you should watch Bram Stoker's Dracula because Gary Oldman 
Mm-hmm. It's absolutely phenomenal in this movie. Is it scary? The first, no, it ain't scary. All right, I'm not watching it. No. It's like a mid- No, no, no. I, what did we movie. say? Would we tell, talk about well, yeah, on no Halloween? Movies, yeah. Horror movies? I don't do I don't horror movies. Movie. This is not a horror movie. It's, it's more of a love story, actually. Hmm. It's really good. And it's closest to the book that they've ever done. Would it be a good I mean, Dracula. Movie? Oh, yeah. It's, good right, Dracula. it's a good watching. Halloween movie. But Dracula is really is a love story mm-hmm. versus being a horror story. Okay. Um, but so I'm like creating the first my movie Halloween that I, list. The first movie that I ever yeah, it's a, it's yeah. perfect for Halloween. Hocus Pocus, Dracula. The first movie I ever saw Gary Oldman in was um, JFK, and I was I like, that. Um, it's the magic bullet theory. Oh. And he's yeah. he's Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, he looks oh. he looks horrible. Yeah. I mean, Lee Harvey Oswald was not a good looking man. No, anyway. no, he was not. So Gary Oldman, I was like, Gary Oldman got ugly. Yes. <laughs> so then when Dracula came out, they were like, Gary Oldman's in it. I was like, Oh, Dracula is one of my favorite books. Really? I've never my my grandmother, I think I was eleven, made me a Dracula cape. Oh. And it was velvet satin Did it have like and it was it had a huge um collar collar and it was black on the outside it was red on the inside and oh i wore gosh. it i kept up until when i graduated from high school i had it in my closet and then my mother awesome. threw it away exactly what? i came home from college i was like where are my clothing she's why well, clean that out i said okay well that's fine but what did you do oh, i threw all that stuff away oh my god i was it- like my cape was in there and she was like well it ain't in there no more Listen, if somebody ever puts hands on stuff that my grandmother made me, I get beyond mad. But anyway, Dracula was my go-to horror. I loved him. This is one of my favorite books. So I was so excited because Francis Ford Coppola was directing it. I liked Winona Ryder. I liked Keanu Reeves. Mm -hmm. I was like, I love Anthony Hopkins. I was so excited. And they were like, Dracula is Gary Oldman. And I went, Lee Harvey Oswald? (laughs) No, I don't want to watch it. When we went to go see it, Gary Oldman is a master. Oh yeah, he's a god. Changing his look and his demeanor, he's a wonderful actor, and I earned so much respect for him when he did Dracula. So when they were like, "He's doing serious," I was like, "Right, yeah, Yeah. so excited." Well, I didn't. Because, like, when the movies came out, I... Well, and I'm still this way. Like, I don't pay attention to, like, who is the actor or anything like that. So, I didn't know that he was... Like, Gary Oldman was playing serious until he popped up on screen. I was like... <laughs> Gary Oldman! Like, and he looked so horrible. Yeah, he I mean, does. he did an awesome job. He looked, yeah. he looked just absolutely yeah. horrid. Yeah. And then, of course, in the next movie, he looked better. And then, of course, yeah. in the fifth movie, he looked really good yeah so have um, you seen him lately oh no actually i haven't he's so cute you know what he's cute on uh, i'm gonna give you a spoiler for the friends do you have you seen friends are you watching the friends talking friends am i listening to it yeah i haven't listened to it i i since i've been on maternity leave i have barely touched my podcast okay do, do you do you watch friends have do you seen I, friends? do i breathe okay so <laughs> you know he was on friends yeah Hold on. He was in a movie with Joey where he... they spit on each other. Yes, 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 yes. And he was yes. drunk. Yes. He was like, dude, you're drunk. Yes. And it was when Monica and, and Chandler were getting married. Getting married, yeah. And Joey was the, pa- was the pastor. Was, yes, yes. That's one of my favorite episodes. He was episodes. like, and they would come off a set and they would be wiping, wiping themselves. Their face. They're yes. like, that was a great, that was a great scene, man. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Gary Oldman, he, he rocks. He's yes. awesome. You know, speaking of friends. We were uh, watching because Paul Rudd has a new show on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Living with Yourself. Or yes, something, something like with, that. Yeah, I saw, yeah, yeah, I've seen the preview. So we're sitting there Friday night, and Randall says, "You know that every time Paul Rudd is on Conan, they bring the same like they show the same clip." And I was like, "Really?" And then he shows me this YouTube video. And Paul Rudd says something about being on Friends. And Randall's like, because he loves Paul Rudd. And he's like, he was on Friends? And I was like, yeah. He married Phoebe. Yeah. Because he was like, 
he, oh, he said, I can't remember what he said, but I was like, yeah, he, he married Phoebe. And he was like, oh, I didn't know he was on there. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Paul Rudd got, like, Paul Rudd was a god for being on that show. Oh, my gosh. Anybody? I'll never forget when she was changing her name. Yeah. You know it? what Something my thing? Banana hammock. Do you know what a banana, banana hammock is? Yeah. Just a hammock for a banana. <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> I love that. My my favorite Phoebe Mike moment is uh, when they're when they're trying to decide if they're gonna have a wedding, and they donate the money, and Phoebe's like, "But no, I really want a wedding." And she goes to the counter, and she's like, "Hey, can we get that money back?" Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And he's kind of like, uh, "Yeah, what have I gotten myself into?" Sorry, yeah. uh, Harry Potter friends crossover. Yeah, definitely. Are you kidding? Yeah. Uh, one of my brother's ex girlfriends said to me and my brother and my husband at the time that not everything is a friend's moment and I said you need to get rid of her yeah bye and guess what he married my best friend who is a total <laughs> friend's fanatic so everything is a friend's moment exactly yeah so and you should always pivot oh my god you so annoying in that I was oh my god so I just I can't with that pivot Pivot! Sorry, this is not a Friends so, podcast. We just have gotten off topic. So, okay. You've Netflix, right? Yeah. Okay. So, go watch the CNN docu- docuseries, The 90s. They pretty much go through, like... Oh, I have CNN. The, I, I can I can film on YouTube. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch some of that stuff. Yeah. They do the 60s. I think the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. The, I'm on the 90s one right now. And they yeah. have, like, pretty much a whole episode about Friends. And I was Sweet. like, yeah. yeah. It's Friends and Seinfeld. Basically the sitcoms. I'm not a Seinfeld fan. I'm not either. Oh, good. I understand. I thought we were going to have issues. No, no. I, 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 don't, I don't. I I could care less. Yeah. My yeah, ex-husband yeah. loved it. It's funny. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, it but you know, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, well, okay. So, my thing is, is, like, when I was in the hospital having Haley, uh, Nick at Night plays Friends and then they I think it was like Friends and Seinfeld or something like that. I think it was Nick at Night. Maybe it was TBS. Regardless of what stupid channel it was on if if Friends wasn't on I would turn Seinfeld on because there was literally nothing else on. Yeah when you're in the so, hospital you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, sometimes I'll do it at home too like if there's nothing else on I'll just put it on just because you know it's background noise. So I can say I've seen a few episodes. And, yeah. I've yeah. seen a lot of the episode. I just don't. It's not. It's not all that. Yeah, I don't think it's that great. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so he fought. Um, back to the back to the Harry Potter. Back podcast. to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sirius fought for the Order of the Phoenix, um, a second time, but he was killed before the final battle. Um, so then I'm going to get into. Don't you do this? What is it? Etymology. Is yeah, that what it's called? So I did mm-hmm. that a little bit with Mr. Sirius. I love that So his first name meaning Sirius is Sirios, which is Greek, meaning burning. Sirius equals the dog star, and it is the brightest one in the Canis Major, which means great dog constellation, alluding to the fact that he can change into a big black dog. J.K. Rowling is a freaking genius. Yeah. nothing she does I don't care what you say everything she does has meaning and purpose behind it even the scar oh yeah for sure Um, the noble and most ancient house of black was one of the largest oldest and wealthiest pure blooded wizarding families in Britain and one of the sacred 28 which eventually we're going to get to we're going to do that as a podcast some point uh, many wizarding families in Britain are distantly related to the House of Black, like the Malfoys and the Lestrange families. The House of Black is synonymous with the elevated stat with elevated status and wealth. And that that's as far as I got and get into all this stuff that Miss Samantha's gonna get into with Remus. Literally could talk your head off about Remus because he's a god. I love Remus. So, I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about mm-hmm. um, Sirius, and I don't know where I read this or if I heard it, mm-hmm. but somebody said that, the re- maybe you and I discussed it earlier and wasn't on a podcast. I'm not positive. Somebody had said that Sirius was gay, and that he was in love with James. Nothing, that's not, and there ain't nothing wrong with that, because I'm gay. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't think he was gay. I just yeah. think he had a love for his friends. Yeah. He never had a chance to actually find a woman. I was going to ask you about this because fan fiction a lot of times will put him with Remus. They call it Wolfstar. Interesting. Personally, I don't like it only because I feel like Lupin belongs with Tonks. With Tonks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the same with with uh, James and Lily. They just belong. Right. If Sirius was gay, Sirius is gay. Yeah. But he doesn't belong with James and he doesn't belong no. with Remus. No. So. And I don't but. think that he was in love. I don't think he was in love with James. Mm-hmm. I think he just had that best friend love yeah. for James. They were and brothers. And then with Harry. Right. They were brothers. Yeah. And then with Harry, he did see Harry as as, as well he saw Harry as a son but there were times when he saw Harry as, as James, James. Yeah. yeah um like right before he died when he went good one James good, called, yes. him, called him James yeah um but um I have heard that theory that he was gay that he's gay which is fine there's nothing wrong with that obviously hello but um and that he was in love with with James is why he never found a woman and I just don't think that's true I just, yeah. I just don't think he ever found anybody he didn't have time yeah, I think that uh, there. I mean, he went right from school to a wizarding war, then to Azkaban, and then back into a wizarding yeah. war. I mean, there's no. I mean, we, we got time to find romance, right? I mean, I know there are romantic movies out there that happen. Yeah, I get it. But I mean, you're talking in true life. You know, you're running for your life and you're running for your freedom. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Well, and I think that the thing with the whole series being gay is like we don't have evidence for it. Like, with them coming out and saying Dumbledore's gay, like, we can point to the Grindelwald relationship and right. say, like, okay, that's possible. I can see that. And she but, says, the the author yeah, of she, the character said Dumbledore is gay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is whatever. Dumbledore's gay. Dumbledore's right, gay. Right. Like, it doesn't change his character at all. No. Um, but there's just nothing that points to it with Sirius. So I, I don't, that's why I also don't like Wolfstar. I don't, I don't, I don't read Wolfstar. Those fan so. fits can get crazy, and I don't like the Malfoy from so Hermione. I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like Malfoy Hermione. I don't like it. I'm a Germione shipper. Are you? Yeah. I don't, like I, don't I don't particularly love Ron and, the and Hermione. Reason, the, the reason that I don't, the reason that I don't like it mm-hmm. is because she's very, she's very adamant about her feelings for him. If you have feelings for somebody, you're not going to hit him in the face. And she punches him right in the kisser. So, now, I... Now, he could like her. I will give you that. Right. He could like her. Yeah. And he has to stay away from her because of his family. And I get that. But for Hermione, it's kind of like the whole Lily situation. He right. He calls her a mudblood. He's crossed a line. Yeah. I'm, you're not going to come back from that. So, I have written... A Germani fan oh, fiction. Have you really? I have. It's not finished. And I get a lot of uh, messages on Wattpad. They're like, finish this. And I was like, <laughs> when my baby grows up, I'll finish it. But yeah, I, I do plan on finishing it at some point. Okay. However, I wrote it as kind of a um, Draco redemption. And of course, in my fan fiction, Remus and Tonks can't die. So they're a big part of it. Oh, okay. Cool. So, and you know that Tonks and Malfoy are related. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because she says aunt. Cousin. Cousin. Yes. Okay. So that has a, that has a tie in it. Hermione's friends. Okay. So basic quick thing. Hermione's friends with Remus and Tonks. Like Hermione leaves Ron because I don't like them together. So, um, Draco has, like, redeemed himself. Because, like, you know the fan theory that's out there that, like, Draco went to Fred's... George? Crap. Which twin died? Fred. Fred dies. Fred died. So, he went to Fred's funeral and stood in the back because he couldn't just bring himself to, like, go up there and blah, blah, blah. So, I kind of build that as being his, like, his start of his redeeming arc. So, then... He's at Tonk's house one night, and Hermione comes and stays with them when she leaves Ron, and 
redemption happens. So if you want to read it, I'll send it to you. Cool. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. not finished, but I don't. I don't have anything against point. reading that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just don't like mm-hmm. the two together. It's just me. I, I think. So the way my thing, my my thing with fan fiction goes is that, um, sorry, I got distracted by the car going down the road. That was, I was like, that was kind of loud. What was that? So, anyways, my thing with fan fiction is that what J.K. says is canon. It will always be. It will forever be. Because I don't like Ron and Hermione together doesn't mean that it's not a valid relationship. However, I can go off on my own and be like, well, I prefer them together. Because I prefer them together. Like, Draco and Hermione, that doesn't mean that Ron and Hermione are wrong. I just get to live in my own little world. That's true. Yeah. Yep. That's my theory. Um, Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. So... Please don't shut the podcast off because this might be a little ridiculous. So, I ended up with four pages of undouble-spaced information. Single-spaced is what that's called, not undouble-spaced. So, Remus John Lupin was born March 10th, 1960. He was the only child of world-renowned expert on non-human spiritist apparitions, Lyle Lupin, and Hope Howell, who was a muggle. Again, another reason why JK never ever does anything without reason. Hope Howell. His mother's name is literally his life. Yeah, no kidding. Like, he always has hope that something will get better, that he'll, you know, find something. And what does a werewolf do? Howl. It howls. I'm not going to do it. Oh. There we go. Good job, Robin. All right. I could do it louder. I just don't want to break it. I don't want to people to be oh my god that's wild yeah and i used I, to do that with my dogs oh how and they would howl back i would howl and i'd get yeah. and i jake my little jack russell terrier i would get him going uh-huh um, like for 10 minutes so Haley will scream and the dog will be in her bed and i'll cheer howl and i'm like shut up sylvia oh we bought a bark <laughs> an anti-bark uh device i have one. Oh my god it's awesome i love it i'm not going for the house for inside the house yeah I love it. Sylvie has the collar, and the collar, uh, it vibrates on oh, her. Oh, does it? Yeah. Well, they I already can't have, do the shockers. They already have invisible fences, so I don't want to yeah. put another collar on them. So this was a little birdhouse that just sits outside. Oh, okay. It's perfect. I've got to buy one, another one for the backyard, mm-hmm. and then I'm, you can get one for inside the house. See, I got one for, I had an egg that, like, did the, the high-pitched dog whistle, and it didn't work for her. She just ignored it and barked uh, over it. Uh, She's a butthead. <laughs> All right, so um, Lyle was a shy young man, and by the time he was 30, he had become known um, worldwide for being an expert in the non-human spiritist apparitions, which is like poltergeist bloggers and other weirdos. So, Hope... Is that what they're called? What? Non-human spiritist yes. apparitions. Interesting. Yep. So, and so we know that um, Peeves is not... A ghost. He is we, a poltergeist. Right, and we had talked mm-hmm. about that. So he is a non-human spiritist apparition. Yes. Interesting. Yep. I like that. All right. So Hope Howell was a muggle girl who worked at an insurance office in Cardiff. So this is part of the reason why this story is so long, because I put Hope and Lyle's love story in there. So Lyle and Hope met one day when Hope decided to take a walk through a Welsh forest. Hope sensed that something was watching her between the trees, and eventually her imagination became so overactive that a boggart took the form of a large, evil-looking man bearing down on her with a snarl. Hearing a scream, Lyle, who was in the forest looking for this vicious boggart, came running and with a wave of his wand caused the apparition to shrink into a field mushroom. Hope thought that Lyle had driven away her would-be attacker, so Lyle telling her, It's okay, it's only a boggart, made no impression on her. Noticing how pretty Lyle Hope was, Lyle decided to not talk about Boggarts anymore and agreed to walk Hope home for her protection. The couple fell in love, and not even the truth about Lyle and the Boggart could drive them drive them apart. Lyle and Hope were married, with their wedding cake as being a Boggart shape. Or sorry, wedding cake topper was Boggart shaped. And a year. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm yeah. going to interrupt you right here. We don't know what a bugger is. I know. Was, like, how could it be bugger? I know. I literally, I've read this three times, and I was like. Where'd you get that from? Pottermore. Wizarding World. 
Okay. Originally Pottermore. I know. JK wrote it. You gotta okay. talk to her. That was a big sigh for me. I know. Okay. Um, Go so ahead. a year later their only child, Remus John Lupin, was born. So he was bitten when he was four years old. And what happened with that was like dark magic was steadily rising around the country. So Lyle and a bunch of other like dark magic experts uh, were called to join the department for the regulation and control of magical creatures. Lyle and a committee interviewed Finnur Greyback. Um, the minister, like the other committee officials, did not believe that he was a werewolf due to lack of wand and his grubby clothes. Lyle knew he was a werewolf because, like, he he just kind of like he saw the signs. What difference does it make it whether he's got a wand or not? I know. Well, we know the ministry is a bunch of dodo heads. That's so. true. Go ahead. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, so Lyle knew he was a werewolf and suggested that he be kept in detention until the next full moon. The committee disagreed and only held Gray back for 24 hours. Lyle was angry that the committee wouldn't listen to him. So because of this, like Grayback vowed to get revenge. And shortly before Ramus's fifth birthday, Grayback forced open his window and attacked him. Lyle was able to save his son's life, but he was too late to save him from becoming a werewolf. So for many years, like, this is so sad. For many years, Lyle kept the truth about the attack from Remus because he was afraid that Remus would blame him for him being a werewolf. Which is so sad that, like, his dad felt that way. Um, so Lyle tried really hard to find a cure for his son, but he was unsuccessful. Um... We do know that the cure came later with a wolf's mate. Not cure, but like... Uh, Controllable. Control, yeah. Uh, with the wolf's mate potion, which was... Dara, what's his name? We find out that his uncle... Barbie... Barnaby... Slug Club... What's his name? Yeah, but I can't remember what that kid's name is. I can't either. We'll come back to that. Alright, um, so in order to hide Remus's condition, the family moved around a lot. Um, as soon as, like, people started asking questions, they'd pick up and move. So, um, Hope and Lyle didn't allow Remus to play with other children just because they were afraid that, like, he might, like, accidentally say that he was a werewolf. So, that resulted in him being a very lonely child. Um, when Remus was tiny hiding his transmission transformation was easy all they had to do was lock a room lock him in a room and put enough silencing spells on there but by the time he was 10 like he could knock open the door like and everything uh so also just before ramus's 11th birthday dumbledore showed up to speak with the lupins about hogwarts Hope and Lyle really tried to keep Dumbledore out. Like, they did not want him coming. They did not want him to give uh, Remus false hope. But he ended up sitting in front of the fire in the Lupin's home playing Gobstone and eating crumpets with Remus. So, Dumbledore talked to them about the arrangements. I don't care what you say about Dumbledore and his manipulation. Mm -hmm. He is a cool dude. He is. I want to hang out with Dumbledore. (laughs) I mean, yeah. come on. He's awesome. He is the cool dude. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um. So Dumbledore, like, how many headmasters would would do this for this child, for a child who's a werewolf? Like, right. there's such a stigma on being a werewolf. Right. He could have said, fine, they don't want his kid to come to Hogwarts yeah. because he's a werewolf. Fine. It's no problem. And, and I'll just move on. I feel like any other headmaster would have been like, oh, we're not even going to try and, like, let him come to the right. school. But Dumbledore yeah. literally went out of like, his way. Like, he went out of his way he to did. go to them. Yeah, and to make sure that it was safe for him to come to Hogwarts. So, um, the arrangements he made was, uh, they had the Whomping Willow, like, planted. Do you plant a Whomping Willow? Because maybe when they planted it, it was just a little tiny thing, so, like, when it was, like, beating you, it just kind of felt like, you know, like a little baby fence. Oh, I'm sure. Well, because it it had to be really, I mean, because Snape says it was planted before the boys came to school. Yeah. And then Remus said that it was planted um, when, when he, he came, came to, to school. school. So maybe yeah. it was transplanted and not planted. Yeah, that could be. But well, I'm not transplanting a, a giant whopping yeah, willow. But you but you put the you put the spell on it, you hit the knot and it st- and it stops. Yeah, but so maybe I don't in trust transit. That tree. That's a shady tree. 
True, but in transit. <laughs> no, no pun intended. In, in, tra- <laughs> in transit, maybe they hold the knot down or something. I mean, you know, you're, I mean, you know they're witches True. and wizards, so maybe they hold the knot down with magic and then you can trans- transport it. I would have been like supervising that and not working on the project. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. All right. Um, so the as we know, the Whomping Willow has a tunnel that goes underneath it. It goes to the Shrieking Shack, which um, that gave uh, Lupin a safe place to transform, and they guarded it with a lot of spells. So Hope, Lyle, and Dumbledore all agreed that due to like the sensitive nature of, of Remus's condition, they weren't going to broadcast it. So, when Remus went to Hogwarts, he was sorted into Gryffindor. Oh boy. My doc jumped. There we go. Um, He became friends with James, Sirius, and Peter. And the only reason that Peter became part of the group was because Remus likes the underdog. And he will always take them under his wing. Because James and Sirius would have otherwise been like, we ain't hanging out with that little rat. So... Uh, Remus served as the conscience of the group. However, he was not always good at being the conscience. So he disapproved of James and Sirius bullying Snape, but was so grateful for their love and friendship, like, and acceptance, that he didn't say anything about it. So Remus worried that his friends would guess his condition and abandon him. However, in their second year, well, actually in the first year too, James, Sirius, and Peter wondered why Remus kept disappearing every month, and in their second year, they guessed his condition. Pretty sure Peter didn't do it, because he was kind of dumb. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. So, um... He was just in, in with the group. Yeah, yeah, he was a little rat that just followed him. Um, so to Remus's surprise, his friends became animagi to keep him company. So, when they left school, Remus... Sirius, James, and Peter uh, joined the Order of the Phoenix to fight Old Voldy. So James and Lee—what's her name? James and Lily's death was one of the most devastating moments of Ramus's life. Because, like, the reason for this is that his friends meant more to him than most people. Because Ramus never thought he would get to have friends. Um, they really became his family, and uh, so. We were talking earlier about why um, Remus wasn't made secret keeper because when J.K. wrote this, she wrote his condition to mimic the way that people treated AIDS, like AIDS sufferers. So, um. It's not to say that people don't trust people with AIDS, however... That still doesn't make sense for Sirius's distrust of him. Hold on. Okay, alright. So... Hold on. I gotta get back to my thought process. So, um... People with AIDS were sort of shunned and outcast, right? Right. So, werewolves were treated the same way. They were shunned and outcast. Correct. And in that time werewolves were turning to dark right they were going towards Voldy so James Sirius Lily Peter were all made not Peter because he knew but James Sirius and Lily kind of were like well he could because you know he's he's already sort of a social outcast so maybe he could easily go to Voldemort and so to feel accepted to feel accepted okay so Sirius was kind of like, you know, maybe this could be a thing. Like, let's not take a chance. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So when, uh, when Remus found out that Sirius had killed Peter, quote unquote, killed Peter, and those twelve Muggles, he was up in the North Country on Order Phoenix business. Uh, the downfall of Voldy. This is like the most sad part. The downfall of Voldy marked the start of the most lonely time of Remus's life. He had lost all of his friends, his mother had died, and he refused to endanger his father's life by coming around him, even though Lyle did not agree with the decision. He took odd jobs just to survive, and the invention of the Wolfsbane potion gave him hope. However, the potion it like still forced the, the wolf to turn, but instead of losing his mind, he would just sleep. 
So the potion was expensive and it was really hard to make. So Remus had no chance to make it because he couldn't afford it. And he also couldn't sample it without admitting he was a werewolf. So he just suffered. So Dumbledore recruited Remus to be the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in Harry's third year. And the only reason he agreed to do it was because Dumbledore promised him there would be an endless supply of Wolfsbane potion. Which was true up until the point when Sirius came back, took Ron, Snape came in and made a whole snapey mess of things. And he ended up turning. Um, Remus was a gifted teacher. Like, he taught Harry to make a non-corporeal Patronus. And he also was really good with Neville, too. Yeah, he gave Neville a lot of confidence. He did, yeah. Boosted the confidence yep. that Neville needed. Plus, I, if I remember right, he was the only teacher to stump Hermione on a final exam. Yeah, with the mm-hmm. Bog- with the Bogart and McGonagall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. All right. Actually, I thought it was the Red Caps and Hinky Puffs. We're gonna have to do the research on that one. But well, she went know. down. She went down in the. Remember, they went down. She went down into the. Um, into the chest, and she comes out mm-hmm. screaming. And he's like, "Oh my God, what's oh, the matter?" Yeah. And she's like, "McGonagall told me that I." Had yes, 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 yes. That's what. It, yes. He was like, "Oh my God, that. are you okay?" Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's definitely not my Bogart, but be so bad if it was. Alright. So, um, due to Snape's resentment, stupid Snape, he made sure that Remus's condition was known and therefore Remus had to leave the school because nobody wants a werewolf teaching their children. I want to kick him. I, would, I wouldn't care. I, I would trust him. Dumbledore. I would too. There's a half giant there, man. I Who? mean, come on. Who said it? Oh, Lupin says it. Dumbledore trusts Snape, therefore I trust Snape. Right. Shut up, parents. Dumbledore trusts Lupin. Therefore, you should trust Lupin. Should trust Lupin, yeah. Um, so, Order of the Phoenix reforms, which is where Remus meets Nymphadora Tonks, who was an Auror who worked under Mad-Eye Moody. So, Remus was amused at first that Tonks liked him, and then he was impressed, and then he was smitten with her. But he would never act it, like, on his feelings. So, he'd never fallen in love before. And typically, like, he would have taken off in peacetime just to spare her and spare himself so that he wouldn't have to find, like, see her fall in love with somebody else. But because there was a war going on, he justified, like, him staying. But, like, he secretly was excited every time that he got paired with Tonks on an overnight mission. So, um, he didn't think that she returned his feelings, but, duh, she did. Uh... (laughs) It never occurred to Remus that Tonks would return his feelings because this is, sorry, this is an excerpt from the um, Potter Wizarding World article. Uh, It never occurred to Remus that Tonks could return his feelings because he had become so used to considering himself unclean and unworthy. One night when they lay in the when they lay in hiding outside a Death Eater's house after a year of increasingly warm friendship, Tonks made an idle remark about one of their fellow order members. He's still handsome, isn't he? Even after Azkaban. Before he could stop himself, Remus had replied bitterly that he supposed she had fallen for his old friend. He always got the woman. At this, Tonks became suddenly angry. You'd know perfectly well who I've fallen for if you weren't too busy feeling sorry for yourself to notice. Pull your head out of your butt, buddy. She's in love with you. So, so apparently, uh, serious... Did, does get women. Oh, he gets women. I'm sure. But. Because right here, he, you know, he states he always got the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just, so why would anybody, never mind. I don't, I just don't understand why you would think that he was gay because it's not in the forefront that he actually has a girlfriend or a woman. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's a headcanon for some people. Wolf star, you know. Um, so, in the, First Battle of Hogwarts when um, they curse McGonagall, you stupid Death Eaters. Um, Remus lost another person he loved, which is Dumbledore. So to Remus, Dumbledore had represented the sort of kindness, tolerance, and understanding that he'd received from nobody in the outside world besides his parents and his three best friends. He had been the only man to offer him a position within normal wizarding society. 
So, Remus finally admitted his feelings for Tonks, and they married quietly in northern Scotland. That's like my dream wedding, like the Scot- the Scottish Highlands, please. Um, so he was conflicted about marriage, but like he was happy, but he was terrified because of the stigma that he was going to put on Tonks. So within a few weeks, he realized that Tonks was pregnant, and he was really horrified that he was going to pass the condition on to his baby. And he didn't want to, like, condemn Tonks to, like, the life that his mother lived, where, like, she had to hide all the time and move all the time just to protect her child. So, Remus was uh, remorseful, and he fled. So, he went to find Harry to join him on his Horcrux mission, but Harry got, like, ticked and was like, no, you're, you're not doing this. And he got like angry and he insulted him and he told him that he was acting selfishly and irresponsibly which was true um but remus responded with an uncharacteristic violence and stormed out of the house going to the leaky cauldron where he sat and boozed he sat and boozed. yeah <laughs> so he eventually realized that harry was right and he went home so fast forward like nine months eight months whatever and Edward Remus Lupin, or Teddy, was born. Little Teddy was you not a question. Yes. I, don't, I don't know where this comes from. Where do you get Teddy out of Edward? They're British. I don't know. Because so my cousin has a, named his kid Edward, and mm-hmm. they call him Teddy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I think that's what they do in Britain. All right. I think it's their nickname for it. I have no idea. I don't even know what the kid's name is. I just, we just call him Ted. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. Um, So little Teddy was not a werewolf, but he was a... What do they call it? What's Tonks? Anamorphogi or something. I can't remember the name. Anamorphagus. Anamorphagus. Pretty sure. I thought it was Anamorphmagi or something something like that. I think it's U.S. at the end. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, But... Tonks and Remus made Harry the Godfather. Hello, little Teddy. Godfather Harry. Yes. Um. Are you, are you gonna cry? Cause Maybe. you look like you're gonna cry. Don't look. Don't at cry. Me. Don't look at me. So, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> um, at the Battle of Hogwarts, Remus was killed by Anton Dolov, which I would like to kill him. Right. So uh, Tonks was killed as well, but I don't. We don't know who killed her. Do yeah, we? I don't know. Was it Actually, was it Bellatrix killed her? I I was about to say it may. I think it may have been Bellatrix because um, the article I was reading said like Bellatrix had like a lot of like resentment towards Tonks because like she's half blood and she married a werewolf and she had his child and yeah. Um, so after his death, he was awarded the Order of Merlin First Class. He was the first werewolf to ever get it. And I wanted to read this because, like, I think it is super important to tell what kind of, like, character Lupin was and, like, the kind of impact he had on his world. Um, the example of his life and death did much to live this, lift the stigma on werewolves. He was never forgotten by anyone who knew him. A brave, kind man who did the best he could in very difficult circumstances. And who helped many more than he ever realized. Like, that is what I strive to be. Like, the person who helps more people than I could ever know. Yeah. Like, that's just the... To me, that is the epitome of a good life. So, um... Uh, one time, I, I, someone asked me why I post my running um, stuff on, on, you know, on Facebook and Instagram. If I can help one person stop smoking, yeah. start exercising, start eating right, then I've done my job. Right. To help someone else other than myself. Yeah. And I have had a lot of people. Um, when I have absences, like I've been injured, just knock the table over. I'm trying. <laughs> um, when I, cause I, I'm, I'm trying to train for this marathon and with my new job, my, my hips been going out. Now I've 
screwed up my shoulder and I, 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 I've not been consistent. And I've had a lot of people say, where, you know, where are you? What's going on? You're my inspiration. Yeah. And it's humbling when someone tells you that, but I continue doing it and I continue. And when I have an absence, I will let people know I'm not running because I have an injury. I'm right. not running because of this. I will get back to running. Right. And they're like, okay, we're, you know, we're here for you. We're praying for you. And that, you know, that's one of the reasons that I do it is because I, I want to help someone other than me. And I will tell you like every, I think you do it every day. You post the Bible verse on Instagram. I get on Instagram and I'm like, there it is. And it just kind of makes my day. And I had this friend when I was in high school, um, we worked a 4-H program together. We worked our state fair together. And she would, every morning, for years after we did it, she would text me a Bible verse in the morning. Oh, that's awesome. It was. And one day they just stopped. She just kind of stopped doing it. Like, she got busy with life, and I understand, yeah. but you kind of filled my Rachel hole. Oh, so, that's sweet. Yeah, it well, literally, it just makes my day so much better. Well, I used to do it all the time, and then I kind of mm-hmm. I stopped doing it. And then my neighbor across the street, um, unfortunately, has cancer. Um, but it's livable cancer. Uh, she had colon cancer and she beat that and then she found out she had cancer again uh, throat cancer oh wow but her colon cancer is what she's living with wow because but it's treatable with medication yeah but when the throat cancer came up she was defeated she was so defeated and I said you know what every day I'm going to text you a bible verse Mm -hmm. well she's beaten the cancer the throat cancer she still has the colon cancer but that's treatable yeah Um, she's beaten the throat cancer and I still every single day I post that, I text that to her, and then I post it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that's my, and I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, please don't, don't stop. Like, good Lord, if I wake up one morning or get on Instagram one day and it's not there, you're getting a phone call like, what are you I, doing today, Robin? What's going on with your life? I might Fix be it. sleeping late or something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just, it literally just makes my day. Because I always know, like, if I'm having a crappy day or something like that, like, it's always there. Yay! So, well, that's what I want. Yeah. That's what I, I mean, that's... Well, and... You know, it's, and it, all, it all stems from wanting... You know, it all comes from God. Yeah. You know, and I want to pass that on. And when I moved here... So, this is a very divisive time in our country. And I am, can be very, very outspoken about what I believe. And I was on Facebook every single day sharing my point of view. And I got to the point where I was like, I was getting mad seeing other people post. And their, theirs was not my point of view. Yeah. And um, I realized, I was like, okay, maybe if I stop posting my stuff and, you know, they're posting it. Maybe, maybe they're posting an answer. I don't know. So I stopped posting my point of view. And occasionally I still will every now and then. But like, if I can take a little bit of negativity out of the world. Out of the world, yeah. I'm going to do it. I'll still, I still have my point of view. But that doesn't mean I have to go shout it all over the place. Yeah. So, um, and, and for now, that's kind of my way of contribution. And I'm working towards being a more more Remus-like person. Yay! So, but he is, he's very cool. I enjoy him. He is my favorite. If you can't tell, he's my favorite. I will tell you this. What's the guy's name? David? Thulin. Yeah, I don't like him. And the only reason I don't like him is from that movie, Dragon Heart. Well, I haven't seen it. I live in a movie hole. <laughs> he just was a butthole. He was a butt <laughs> He was the hole. bad guy in Wonder the- Woman, too. Yeah, but he pulled that off. It's just like Remus. Mm-hmm. He pulled, like, I like him. I do like him. Don't get me wrong. Right. But every time I see him, it's the first movie that I saw him in was Dragonheart. I'm like, that's not first <laughs> But, no, I liked him in Wonder Woman. I thought yeah. he was cool. Yeah, I thought good. he did a good job. He yeah. does a good job as Remus. He I does. So. I just, dra- Dragonheart's just, just kind of in the, the background. Character. And it's kind of yeah. like, oh. So. Well, it's like every time I watch a movie with Alan Rickman, I'm like, oh, Snape. <laughs> um, yes, but I do. But I do love I knew Alan him Rickman. first from Die Hard, though. Go ahead, because you, 
you could kind of judge by my face. Like, I've never seen Die Hard. He is the bad guy in Die Hard. I've never seen it. I should probably watch it because it's a Christmas movie. Apparently. It is so a Christmas I've been told. movie. It is a Christmas movie. <laughs> and the best line, I can't say because it's family friendly. Oh, okay. It's yippee Oh, I've heard that line. Yeah. All right. Um, he so said, what is it you said? yippee <laughs> It's a good movie. Uh, it is a good movie. I, I'm going to watch it. All right. So this is from JK. So she says, Remus Lupin was one of my favorite characters in the entire Potter series. I made myself cry all over again while writing this entry because I hated killing him. And I hate you for killing him, you monster. <laughs> Every time I read it in the books, I'm just boohooing. Like, literally, give me a box of Kleenexes because I'll like, run through those bad boys. Um... So Lupin's condition of lycanthropy, being a werewolf, was a metaphor for those illnesses that carry a stigma, like HIV and AIDS. All kinds of superstitions seem to surround bloodborne conditions, probably due to the taboos surrounding blood itself. The wizarding community is as prone to hysteria and prejudice as the muggle one, and the character of Lupin gave me a chance to examine those attitudes. I think she did a good job with that. She did an excellent job, and I am so impressed that you pulled off the the word, the... Which one? The, uh, like, like... Lycanthropy? Yeah, I'm impressed. Very. <laughs> I read a lot. So. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Remus's Patronus is never revealed in the Potter books, even though it is he who teaches Harry the difficult and unusual art of producing one. It is, in fact, a wolf. An ordinary wolf. Not a werewolf. Wolves are family-oriented and are and non-aggressive. But Remus dislikes this form of his Patronus, which is a constant reminder of his affliction. Everything wolfish disgusts him, and he often produces a non-corporeal Patronus deliberately, especially when others are watching. Hmm. So, He's a very complex... He is. ...intricate character, and I'm going to go and say I think he's probably a top loyal character. I would... Oh, yeah, I would agree. Very top. Yeah. Because even though when he... Even when he was at the point where people thought that he was, you know, they mistrusted him, mm-hmm. um, he was still loyal to them. Yeah. Exactly. They weren't trusting of him, but he was still loyal to them. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Way more than Snape. Oh, yeah. Way more. Yep. Well, and the, like I, I quoted it earlier, Dumbledore trusts Snape, so I trust Snape. Yeah. Blind faith in Dumbledore. Yeah. Period. The man is, of all the, the characters in the Harry Potter series, I will choose Lupin a hundred times out of a hundred yeah. because he is the epitome of what it means to be a good human, yeah. I feel. All right. And a good werewolf. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to be like conscious. He wanted to not hurt anybody yeah. when he was in his werewolf form. Yeah. So he literally isolated himself from the world to protect everybody like that's kindness i mean he could have been like buffy you know buffy the vampire slayer and they had a werewolf he you know three nights a month he locked himself up in jane's i i watched charmed i didn't really watch buffy i can't talk to you anymore i'm just kidding actually i've been thinking about watching buffy we'll see buffy is so campy she's awesome (laughs) she's really really good i love buffy Yes. All right. History of magic. So, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry is founded. So, growing distrust on the part of muggles for wizards and witches compels the four greatest witches and wizards of the age, Godric Gryffindor, Helga Hufflepuff, Rowena Ravenclaw, and Salazar Slytherin, to found Hogwarts. Ravenclaw is said to have dreamed of a wordy hog leading her to a particular cliff overlooking a lock, thereby indicating where the school is to be built. So, timeline notes says, Professor Bin says in 1982 that Hogwarts was founded over a thousand years ago and that the precise date is uncertain. We can assume then that Hogwarts and Hogsmeade were founded around 900 AD. And the official timeline lists the year as before 993. Canon states this happened over a thousand years ago. So, okay, in Chamber of Secrets they said it happened... um, over a thousand years ago. Chamber of Secrets was 1993. Cool. So, yeah. Alrighty. So, 
that pretty much wraps up the first half of the Marauders. The yeah. best half of the Marauders. Yeah, and then we're going to do, I don't know, Jane. You know, James is pretty cool. James too. is pretty cool too, yeah. and I, I'm going to take one for the team and do Peter. Thank you. <laughs> we would have an. I, I can. I'll switch you if you want to, but we'll just have another Snape episode. Let's just. I'll do Peter. It's fine. Okay. I'll take one for the team. It's okay. I can handle it. It's all right. <laughs> we'll probably end up okay. having another Snape episode, okay. knowing me. But um, all right. So be sure to join us on Facebook. We are a ridiculous podcast, and at Twitter and Instagram, we are a ridiculous pod. You can follow me on Instagram at SamanthaGoddard03. And you can follow me at RKBricky. And be sure to rate us and review us on iTunes. So, yeah, as we said, next week will be part two, James and Peter of the Marauders. Which, Peter is so crappy, I didn't even capitalize his name. <laughs> so. I didn't even notice that, but yeah. I do now. Also be... <laughs> Also, be sure to check out Swish and Flick. Thank you for listening, and we hope you come back for more Potter. We do not need magic to transform the world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. J.K. Rowling. Bye!